Yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys Podcast. My name is Sanji, with me is Adam. How are you doing, boy? Yeah, I'm good, man. Thanks for, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for joining at the last second, you know, last minute, a uh, hero, as always. Yeah, 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 for sure. I really, really do appreciate it so much, man. Um, So, I mean, let's kind of get started quickly before I do all my social plugs and stuff. You know, we got to tease them. So give us the fan introduction. Tell us your name. Tell us your Twitter handle. Which club you'll be supporting, representing tonight. Um, A little bit about yourself, you know, where are you from? What do you do? Yeah, sounds good, man. Uh, yeah, but cheers for having us. Yeah, my name's Adam. I am at KenBob1989. Suitably vague, because uh, a bit of background for me. I used to be a teacher for 12 years, so all of my social media channels are very incognito through and through. Uh, I'm going to be representing and repping Leeds United tonight. Uh, uh, Club of Legions in terms of, well, family. Yeah. My dad's been a Leeds fan his entire life. Okay. Naturally, we were given absolutely no choice whatsoever to be Leeds fans. I never, <laughs> never regretted it. I can't say, yeah, when we're plugging away down in League One, playing away at Carlisle and God knows places that you've never heard of and you're just getting pummeled on a Tuesday night. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm based over in Yorkshire myself. Um was born in Lancashire, as it should happen, on the wrong okay. side of the Pennines, but... Um, I tried to think of myself as an adopted Yorkshireman. Uh, we moved when I was about six months old, and then I saw the light, God's own country, here in Yorkshire, and that's where my family and I reside ever since. Okay, interesting. So I don't know if you know, but I was living in UK three years ago, approximately, basically just before the pandemic, uh, where I was doing my first master's. I actually went to University of Leeds. Um, so ah, good man. Lo- <laughs> I mean, lovely city, lovely town, very, very friendly people, yeah. I find. Um, but it, very much a student area, I found, it, compared to oh, like yeah. London, where, where I'm based right now. Um, but yeah, loved the city, loved the vibe. I was living right behind Headingley Stadium, um, and that's nice. when the Cricket World Cup was going on. So... I managed to get tickets for West Indies, Afghanistan, you know, because I'm Trin- from Trinidad myself. So, yeah, I had a lovely time, man. Good good memories of, of Leeds. So I'm excited for this chat. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Okay, so before we get started, I've got to do my job. Social plug, you know, increase the numbers, try and get some money, that sort of jazz. Um, <laughs> so you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Banterby. You know, DM us if you have any questions or you want to, you know, get forwarded to the right people because we're just here to talk some shit. Um, we're on Discord as well, though. Um, our channel number is 6585. We're on Reddit as well, uh, u forward slash banter underscore boys. And you can find all our podcasts on anchor.fm where it distributes to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are on SoundCloud, but it's usually just the recent episodes because we're broke and we can't afford, you know, permanent episodes. Uh, but I did upload actually all the episodes to YouTube. So that shit is free and go check that shit out right, right now. Um, but yeah, in terms of donations, we did start a donation page on, I think it's Kofi for me or something like that. K-O-F-I. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you pity us, if you love us, either way, send us money. Um, but if you're new to this segment, welcome. Um, what we're going to do is basically wrap off the fan series that we've been doing all preseason. And the breakdown of how these episodes go is we do a bit of general discussion. We talk about new manager slash ownership, which is kind of relevant for this episode, right? Um, definitely, definitely. And then we'll go into previous season performance, new season expectations, old assets versus new assets 
it. Um, expected formation, starting 11, which I'm very, very curious to learn about because I have no idea what the fuck's going on at Leeds. Um, and then impact of the five subs, the World Cup. Uh, we all know how much of a pain out in the ass that's going to be on our seasons. Uh, and then obviously we're going to talk fan tracks. We're going to get a bit of draft advice from Adam, right? Learn about the first pick, the next three picks, at least one hidden gem from Leeds and then round things off with how he kind of goes about trading his assets, right? Does he do two for one? Does he sell a kidney for an asset? Like, who knows, right? We're going to learn today from Adam. So, let's get started. Um, I mean, best part to say, bye-bye, Bielsa, and hello, Mr. Marsh. Hello, Mr. American Way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's been a bit of a um, culture shock. <laughs> to say fans. the least. Yeah, has has everyone shock. has everyone been like, oh, you need to go watch that TV show um, where it's it's about the American uh, running a football oh, club? Oh, yeah, I know you're on about now. Yeah, I, get, <laughs> I know the reference. I've heard it so many times. And every time I was like, I don't get the reference. And I had to go away and watch it. And I'm going, yes, yes, I know exactly where you're coming from. It's a very different uh, approach to sport over in America. They're very... Um, they're very outspoken at the managers and finding, and it's uh, refreshing in a way, but at the same time, when things aren't going well, you're just thinking, shut up. So, Stop talking. <laughs> so, so the show we're obviously referring to is Ted Lasso, but what I want to yeah. know is, that, do they call it soccer in Leeds now? He's referred to it as soccer a few times. I think if he walked into a Leeds pub and said the same thing, they'd probably kick him out again and <laughs> ask him to reintroduce himself and speak the right way, please. Um, but no, 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 I don't think anyone's going to be picking that one up anytime soon. Um, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, so, I mean, thoughts on Bielsa. Like, do you miss him as a fan? Genuinely, I know, like, the season really didn't end well, um, right? I mean, okay, we w- you guys got promoted in, what, yeah. 21, the 2021 season? Yeah, 2021, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, right? I'm trying to recall now, it feels a lifetime ago. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, the pandemic and everything, everything felt yeah. longer, right? Um, but you guys did finish in ninth that season, right? Yeah. You scored 62 goals, conceding only 54. It was such an exciting team to watch, right? But then I think Bielsa kind of just, I don't know if he lost the plot, but he just gave up on trying to defend, gave up on trying to um, stop the goals from leaking in. But at the same time, you guys were missing key players during this transition of yeah. ninth to like 17th, right? Um, Calvin Phillips was out for a while and we know how important he is to that squad, right? Not just from a defensive perspective, but even attacking, spreading the ball um, across the pitch. Um, Bamford as well, missing out on him, a proper number nine, like it impacts the performance of your team, right? So, I mean, do you think that Bielsa should have been given a bit more time to figure it out? Or are you just, you know what, he did his job, he got us to the Prem, now it's time to move on and adapt? Because that's one thing I feel like he struggled to do was to adapt. Mm, I mean, this is a real one to unpack. I don't think you could walk into a group of Leeds fans and go, was it the right thing to do? And you'd get a firm yes, a firm no. You'll have it split evenly down the middle. Those are like, he never should have left. He was God. You've got those that know his time was up. Things were deteriorating. As it turns out, we did stay in the league. So you could argue it was the right call. Yeah, You could do. I think in a way, it was a perfect storm of everything. And the biggest factor being, in my eyes, you accept... Bielsa into your team and your club and he changed the entire ethos, the mentality, what we expected as fans. We had hope for the first time in God knows how many years. <laughs> he is just one way of playing. Yeah. 
the way you see, and the, uh, the option A is execute the plan. Option B, it's execute option A better. Just keep <laughs> yeah. doing the same thing. Well, we'll yeah. just keep trying to improve that. We saw some variance of flexibility over team lineup to a degree, some weird and wonderful formations. I think I recall a 3-2-3-2 at one point in the season, and it just looked like a, a weird square. It was very <laughs> odd. Um, but no, perfect storm. All those things intertwined. Teams figured the system out. They worked out how to... You beat that initial press and or you get it over our initial press yeah. and you're exposed to the back line. Yeah. And take into account key figures, key players. The heartbeat of the team was Phillips at the time. Yeah. He was mopping everything up. He was everywhere. The distribution, that transition from defence to attack, he would do that precisely and it was effective. And him and Bamford, I completely agree. We didn't have, and we still don't have, if I'm really honest, a fully traditional number nine up front without Bamford. Mm. It fits the style of play. I mean, you could see where we got him from and how he's performing to becoming, still to this day, it seems a bit strange, an England international. Yeah. Getting from that point to this point, including Phillips, uh, under Bielsa's tutelage, um, I don't think any Leeds fan can ever say that um, it was the wrong decision Mm. to hire Bielsa. It turned out to be an absolute masterstroke. I think fans will forever sing his name and be appreciative of what he did, but I think the writing was on the wall. I mean, how we... It was just shy of 30 goals, something daft in about four to five league games we'd shipped just before he went, and... It just wasn't falling our way. The time had come. The yeah. time had come. It yeah. wasn't working out. We weren't going to get results. It wasn't going to turn around. He wasn't willing to change. Yeah. The board have said after the fact that January transfer window came around, he didn't want to sign players. Yeah. They were identifying targets. He was like, no, I want the squad. I want this. You could argue the toss as to what caused the factors. The fact of the matter is, the way we were going, I firmly do believe we'd be a championship team this season. Yeah. Firmly, firmly. So yeah, very sad to see him go. I love that some of our recent transfer dealings this summer in terms of players out almost echoes the football integrity that Bielsa instilled in the club and the chairman got behind that, the director of football got behind that, in that we weren't holding these players to ransom for their moves. It was quite amicable. People can look and say, well, we we deserve more money for them in the current market. I think... Personally, Leeds didn't want to price these players out of the move. Yeah. Out of their dream move in a lot of ways. They wanted to make it happen yeah. on the right terms, in the right way. Um, and I applaud the management for that, if I'm really honest. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to summarize how brilliant Bielsa was to how bad he was, one of my most memorable wins for from you guys was beating Man City 2-1 at the Etihad. I remember Dallas oh, yeah. scoring a winner. But then oh, yeah. it got as bad as losing 7-0. In the Etihad yes. as well. Right? Yeah, I remember going to football training for a new football club and looking at my phone at the end of the training session going, nah, that can't be right. Refreshing. Going, oh, it is right. It's not even half time yet. Excellent. That's going well. Yeah. Um, it, it, that, but you knew. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a kind of black and white um, uh, performance from him. But uh, is there anything in the, like, the hierarchy of the club, you know, backroom stuff uh, that, you know, the average football fan wouldn't know about that you think might affect your season moving forward? Or the performance of players? 
Uh, there's been a few moves around. I think we're looking to get a, a new assistant in at the moment. There's been a few people being courted as to coming in and taking on more senior roles. I knew that uh, Marsh, when he came in, he was looking to put his stamp on things and his own authority and training uh, with the team up and get them up to speed. But um, no, I think the main key thing in terms of a change will be the plethora of transfers we've managed to bring in spending mm. I think we're the fourth high spenders in the league I know Forrest are creeping up there for somehow they're really high up on the charts of that wow. stuff but we're we're spending almost I think we're almost over three figures we're in the 90, 90s in terms of millions of spent okay. um, we've brought in a number of players a number of players that look quite interesting mm. yeah. yeah very interesting yeah, yeah, to see yeah, how yeah. they adapt yeah. I think some of them who seem to have been plucked from obscurity like they faded away like um, don't sort of give this segment away too much, but Mark Rockoff over from Bayern Munich right, for yes, I think yes, about yes, 10 to 11 million. Yes, yes. He's looked very impressive in pre-season. Yeah. Very impressive in terms of distribution. Not so, I'm not sure about a fancy asset, man. It's just nice on the eye. <laughs> I mean, nice with the association as well, right? Um, but yeah. in terms of moving into new season expectations, right? You took a look, yeah. look at your pre-season performance so far. Yeah. Uh, you've had, what, uh, one draw, one loss, but three wins, right? So, Leeds 4, Blackpool nil, Brisbane Roar 1, Leeds 2 Aston Villa 1 Leeds 0 Leeds 1 Crystal yeah. Palace 1 and then ending on that big bang Leeds 6 Cagliari 2 um, yeah. so what's your expectation moving into the new season now just survive uh, for me if you ask me what I want I want 17th place at a minimum yeah. that's what I want yeah. I want to stay yeah. in the league solidify <laughs> yeah. I think the worst thing that can happen is we've brought all this money in for the transfers yeah. spent all this money now on transfers yeah. and then to go down would just be echoes of, oh, I don't know what year it was when we get relegated because I've started to blight it from my memory. 2002, 2003, mm. it was something around that ballpark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Memory, memory likes to fade on that one. <laughs> All I want to see is that we are somewhat competitive, especially against teams that yeah. we should be beating yeah. on paper and or from a fan perspective. But the one thing Marsh did or had to do mm. was he had to tighten up that defence. I think we were the... I don't know if we had the worst um, goals against last season or the second highest. We got absolutely mm, pummeled yeah. throughout the season. I think we were the first team to survive relegation based on the number of goals we'd conceded during the campaign. Yeah, um, yeah. There was only one team that conceded more goals than you guys, and that was Norwich City. Right. Yeah, the yo-yo club. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you also did struggle to score goals as well, right? You sat, I think, yeah. 16th for, for goals for. Um, yeah, again, yeah. just ahead of the teams that got relegated plus Wolves. So, yeah. Not yeah. the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to summarize it. Not the best. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't look that great. Yeah. It doesn't help when your main striker, frankly, only striker, yeah. is injured. We had people emerging like Gelhart, very impressive, very raw in terms of talent. You've got overpaid superstars such as Rodrigo. I mean, we're saying superstar here, but I'm talking you about Rodrigo. You think he's overpaid? I believe he's on 100, 000, 100 grand a week or something. And in terms of our club structure, that's a lot of money, if you yeah. ask me. Yeah. Especially for someone who, on a consistent basis, has not been delivering what we think thought we might be getting but he's had that in his career some spells at some clubs he's been phenomenal at others he's been nondescript I'm sure he played at Bolton at one point and was a bit of a nobody I mean I also feel like it's I don't know if it's unfair to him but he also has not I feel just watching like the games and the lineups and stuff not been played in a consistent position or I would I would accept in that. a consistent I, I would way, accept right? he's yeah. not really been 
had a defined role yeah, in the squad. Yeah, he exactly. seems to have played a lot of positions. He has quality as well. You can't deny that. Um, no? Personal personal perspective? <laughs> I think there's moments of quality. Um, but no, someone who should be a senior figure in our squad and should be yeah. that established international, I would like to think you'd see more consistency. But I could also point that finger at a number of players if I really wanted to. Um, but yeah. I'm trying to remain positive <laughs> at the same time about the new season. You know, that, that I feel like that's a very um, Leeds sort of mentality as well. You know, it, it, it is. Once all upon the time. a time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time, it was like, you know what, like this year, we're going to go for Europe. Yeah. We're finished ninth. Yeah. Like we have Bielsa, we're going to get a cup. And then yeah. go, we were faced, staring down the barrel of relegation in January and going, well, this isn't going to plan. Not quite. Yeah. But there you go. Yeah. All right. You know what? Let's move on to all assets versus cool. new assets. So I don't think there was much to talk about in the January 2022 window. So let's focus on the summer that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the outs, I'm just going to name the ones that kinda, that I kind of remember that kind of stood out as like a little bit of a fan tracks value, even more like plenty, obviously. Right. Um, Calvin Phillips going to Man City. Um, yeah. Big loss. Massive loss. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He is a big loss. He's, it's not just necessarily to the football, the team itself, but just to the club. It's yeah. identity, being a local lad, yeah. going through. He helped us. One A big, big factor in the fact that we drove up. He obviously powered England to the finals. He was one of those that was just fully... He got play of the tournament. I yeah. mean, people can argue, well, he played alongside Rice. They weren't that impressive. They were the heartbeat of the team and helping things keep motoring for as far as I was concerned. But he earned that move. And I'm, I, as I alluded to before, I'm happy the club did it in an amicable way because he had the chance to jump ship. The first season we didn't get promoted, we lost to Derby in the playoffs. Yeah. And Villa came calling, offering good money, good wages. And he turned it down, signed a new contract, stuck with us for two seasons in the Premier League, helped us get ourselves somewhat established. And now he's earned his dream move and he's got every right to some sort of silverware. So... Good luck to him. I hope he gets a decent amount of football. That's the one thing. I really do yeah. hope he gets it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they, they're spoiled for talent as they have always yeah. been, right? So, yeah. who knows? He might be the missing piece to the puzzle for that Champions League win that Pep has True. been craving so badly. So, I mean, yeah, best of luck to him for sure. So, like, let's move on to the next player on the list. Uh, I want to say he was a bit of a fan tracks, you know. I don't know Legend, okay, legend is too big of a win for him. But he had value at times. He picked up a little bit of form, I think, towards the end of the season. And that's Tyler Roberts going on loan to QPR. Do you think you guys are going to miss his impact coming off the bench? If you look at the WhatsApp group for my family members, uh, no, is the <laughs> honest answer. Yeah, the sort of words that have been uttered and the emojis and gifts that you get, get typed away when Roberts was coming on, I had started a game, rarely started a game, and then we'd go, oh no, right, we've given, we've thrown the towel in, Roberts is coming on. So no, I hope, I hope he discovers the potentially he was demonstrating with yeah. West Brom with the early days we got him. I think he's fallen foul of injuries and never just having a consistent run in the team. He just yeah. looks. It looks just off off the pace, out of sorts often. Um, but yeah, we, he, he does have the odd occasion where you've sort of drafted him in and going, come on, this is the game. Yeah. Just hold off at half time. Or someone's accidentally left him in their team when yeah. you're playing against them. He comes on the sub and scores a goal and you're thinking, really, of all players. But there you go. No, not a big loss personally. All right. Um, before I get to the biggest loss, what about Jamie <laughs> Shackleton going on loan to Millwall? Um, that's a good move for him. Yeah. I think really good move for him. He's one of those that's got all the physical attributes. Maybe not stature because he's quite a small guy, but again, never had that 
clear running the team. He's got potential. I hope that he'll get regular football there. That's the one thing. I really hope he gets there because then he can really help just decide if he's... Is he Premier League material? Or is the level good championship player? Um, but no, more the power to him. I'm glad he, he, glad he went for that loan move because I don't think he would have got much football with us. Yeah. And I mean, now on to the, the bad news bears. Uh, Rafinha <laughs> going off to Barcelona. Um, they keep finding money under the, that fucking mattress. I have no idea how. But um, yeah, honestly, not, not just a loss to Leeds, but a loss to the Premier League. Um, what a... Yeah. A fantastic talent, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I, I, did you w- did you have the chance to see him play live? Uh, yeah, I've, I don't go to many games. I must add, my dad's got a season ticket. Yeah, yeah. So often, I've, I've seen him once, and he's, he's that sort of player that you can tell he exudes quality and class. And something's going to happen is the player that gets everyone off the seats. Yeah. As soon as the ball goes near him, never mind if he's touched it. Yeah. He's just that sort of player, and you don't get many of them. We haven't seen many of them at Leeds for many a year. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, one of those, again, he, he earned his move. He was going for his dream move. More the power to him. Um, and in terms of a fantasy asset, he was one of those that Ooh. people would <laughs> contemplate. Is, is he going to be my first-round pick, or do I try and hold on and see if I can get him in the yeah. second? Yeah. He was... Mid to late first round material yeah, quite consistently. Yeah. Um, so yeah, big loss. But at the same time, things move on. All right. Well, then let's move on to the next part of this segment. Cool. Um, the ins, right? So let's. you can either say, nope, no clue. Um, he's a kid, no <laughs> prospects. Or, you yeah. know, take the time, give us a little bit of a spiel about how good of a fan tracks asset this player is going to be, right? So, yeah. bit of a list here. Uh, Brendan Aronson, right? Coming in from RB Salzburg. Ooh. Yeah, uh, somewhat exciting uh, for me in terms of very creative player. Uh, be interested to see how he adapts to the league. Uh, in pre-season, he's looked okay. Mm. The last game he looked against Calgary looked very impressive. I mean, there was one of the highlight reels that go around on Twitter of a, a lovely halfway line outside the boot, through yeah. the ball, straight into Banther's path. Yeah, yeah. He can tell he's got quality. Yeah. He's worked under Marsh before. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see where he's going to be deployed. If he's going to be a central player, is he going to play in a little bit wider, drifting in? We're not sure yet, but I think he's going to be very interesting. He's the sort of fan tracks player that I'd love to have, but also it bugs me when players get dispossessed too often. It yes. feels a bit unnecessary at times. That's my one little hang-up in regards to him. But no, I think if he if you've drafted him and he starts this season well, you've got an asset on your hands either to maintain or to potentially trade on a high. I'm not quite sure myself yet, but I am excited by him. Yeah, shout out to Zaha. You keep fucking losing the ball for everyone else too. Oh, I loved it. I played my brother one week when he had Zaha against Leeds, and it was it was glorious, the amount of dispossessions I was seeing. I was applauding everyone. Oh, it is too, it's too bad. It's too bad. Um, All right, uh, Rasmus Christensen. I've been hearing a lot of good things about this guy. I like this guy. I like this guy a lot. I mean, the stats from uh, his previous club, uh, again, um, very, very impressive in terms of his Champions League statistics. He was amongst the highest um, sort of scoring or stats players in terms of a full-back for like high-value um, high sprints, attacking key passes, crosses. He was really up there, and he just seems like um, a bit of a one-man machine with these things. Tad suspect in terms of his positioning when I've been watching um, uh, preseason friendlies, especially against Crystal Palace, he seemingly would happily get forward and then just look a bit 
lost bereft <laughs> when the ball was coming our way. But I think that's one of those, learning the system, getting used to new players, excited by him, and we really did need defensive reinforcements, especially with Dallas still long-term absentee, yeah. Ailing still on recovery, and now Furpo. <laughs> We've got loads oh, of new God. players in. We're just yeah. starting to get them all I, injured I, I, again. I think that Furpo injury is definitely a blessing. Not in disguise. It's just an obvious blessing. Like, yeah, I'm trying not to be too negative. I feel like I'd be really <laughs> negative about these players. So I'm not going to mention Furpo. Let's I'm, move on. I'm sorry, Adam, but I, I, I know that we try to be a family podcast, but Furpo is is trash. Like, he's he's not good enough for the prem. I'm sorry. Like, no, he is not. How he played at Barcelona, I'm not quite <laughs> sure. Again. I can see why Barcelona have no money because they keep wasting it on players. There you go. All right, next player. And we kind of mentioned him uh, earlier in the pod, Mark Roca. Uh, do you think he's going to be relevant this season at all at all? I think he's going to be a very good asset in terms of Leeds as a club. Yes. I think he's going to be a very good uh, person who's going to shield. His distribution looks very impressive with both feet, I have to add as well. Yeah. From a fancy asset, I think he's too withdrawn to really demonstrate his value there. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be the sort of player that's going to win you a load of aerials. He mm. might get some recoveries and dispositions, but I'm thinking typical four to six, potentially eight to ten per week. I wouldn't say he's the sort of draft. Well, he's a streaming sort of player, personally, for me. Okay. If necessary. I think there's more going to be more value on your waiver wire, though, if I'm really honest. But in a pinch, okay. maybe. But maybe, yeah. More relevant to the system as opposed to a fancy asset. All right, all right. Uh, what about Darko Giabi coming in from Man City? This sounds like a kid. Yeah, young young prospect. Mm. Uh, again, Leeds seem to be filling up their academy with a number of young prospects. I think Sam Perkins will be on your list recently yes, from West yeah, Ham. Yeah, yeah, Another Perkins, one, yeah. highly touted, young, hungry player, wants to have a better path to the first team. Leeds are seemingly quite way more willing. That seems to be a real initiative with, within the football club. Uh, to develop our, our youth prospects and bring them through to the first team. Um, I don't know if we'll really see him this season. Uh, maybe if we're getting a bit tight again on players, but who knows. Okay, all right. Uh, Tyler Adams coming in from RB Leipzig. Again, interesting player again. Would Marsh again. Seems a bit more dynamic than Mark Rocker. Whether he's going to, that's going to equate to fantasy, not entirely sure. Again, I think he's very... Interesting, energetic, bustling, the sort of player that Marsh wants in his system to be all action, doing everything. I'm not sure how relevant he would be. Again, I'm not sure. Unless you've got a very a great number of managers in your league, I'm not sure he's going to provide or going to be needed in your teams, if I'm honest. All right. And then rounding things off with Luis Sinistera. Uh, I've yeah. heard good things about him, like a Alan St. Maximin light, is what somebody told me. I've got the same sort of thing. I know as soon as we were very strongly linked, it was almost over the line, PSV fans were tweeting back to Leeds fans because they were asking them on Twitter. And PSV fans were saying, we are absolutely gutted going. He He's the reason we go and watch them half some of the weeks because he's that dynamic and exciting. And we've got an absolute steal on our hands for how much money we've paid for him. Dead excited to watch him in a preseason friendly, tuned in, and within 10 minutes he came off with a hamstring injury. Jeez. So there is that. <laughs> seemingly, oh, so, seemingly so he is, not too he, he is like Alan St. Maximin then, exactly. Basically, yes, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I love St. Max. I'm a, I'm a very positive person, St. Maximin. I've had him for the last two seasons of fantasy, yeah. uh, and I really do like him. Sinistera, I think, is going to be very, very exciting to watch. Where that will equate to fantasy football, I think is going to be determined on 
how well Leeds do as a team. If we're doing well, he's going to be doing well as well. If we're struggling, he may struggle for fantasy points because it's going to depend on how often he gets the ball. But yeah, time will tell. Yeah, uh, in terms of um, ASM, I don't know what I love more, his football ability or his Twitter account. Uh, I, I'm going with Twitter account. <laughs> Definitely, going. I just I just love the fact he's just like you know what I don't don't give me that shit. Have it back, and he just lays into people. I love it. And uh, um, why shouldn't he? Why shouldn't he? Exactly, exactly. All right, now let's kind of move into the expected formation starting eleven yep. because I'm curious where Jack Harrison fits into all of this yeah. new bags yeah. of talent. You know. Yeah, I think Harrison is still going to be a mainstay in that team. Uh, there's lots of rumours around Newcastle being interested, sort of keeping their eye on him. Leeds seemingly are not very willing to part with him, given that we've already parted with a couple of number of key players. Um, March when he first came in, the main culture shock change for us was he went very narrow, and we always mm. play with a lot of width, people yeah. like Rafinha, Harrison, and he really narrowed the pitch, which was good defensively, but offensively we looked really out of sorts. Really, really disjointed, lots of long direct balls to no one really, but trying to basically put the ball back on the opposition as soon as possible. Mm. Um, so yeah, pre-season, I've seen 4-2-3-1 with Harrison playing out wide on the left and cutting in as he likes to do, but I know Marsh is also an advocator of 4-2-2-2. That's the right number two, so yeah. Um, <laughs> Depends if you're so Ralph Ragnick, there might be a few extra twos in there. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's one of those... It, I've seen both. How that's going to work, I'm not quite sure. I think Harrison's one of those that's going to see still plenty of football. Yeah. I think it's going to be down to, well, how many fit strikers do we have mm. up front will determine yeah. what position we play. Because I've seen Harrison play Aronson playing a bit wider, yeah. and then I've seen him playing a bit more centrally. I would argue he looks way more impressive more centrally because he's just so creative and can slide the ball through. But... I think time's going to tell on that one. Um, but that's what we're going to see. Because then again, we go back to Rodrigo. Is he going to be playing up front alongside Bamford? Or is he going to be sitting behind Bamford, playing like a shadow striker role and looking to make runs off? Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see this season how that plays out. At the moment, we don't have a left-back again. I mean, you could argue we didn't have a left-back when we had Firpo, but he's injured <laughs> and we officially don't have a left-back. Well, okay, so if we have to start from Meslier Net, what does the yep. defenders go from, like, right back to left? To, like, just yep. name name the formation, the pitch, and all that, yeah. I'm going to go for a 4 2 3 1 against Calgary and we'll go from there. So, yeah. right back, you're going to have Christensen. You've got Melian net. Robin Cock seems to be getting quite a bit of football at the moment, okay. uh, which he's quite good on the ball, but he's had a lot of injury issues and stuff so yes. if he can have a consistent season it'd be interesting to see how he pans out Diego Lorente mm. uh, I mean our captain Liam Cooper perpetually injured uh, injured again um, so when he's in he's a great fancy asset but at yeah. the moment Lorente and Cock okay. left back I think Pastor Stroik is the one filling it at the moment okay. so okay. defender by trade centre back by trade tall guy well big guy yeah. uh, but <laughs> left footed at least so that's a starting yeah. point if you're playing yeah. in uh, the left back position yeah. so the two holding players we've got Mark Rocker and you've got Tyler Adams. Okay. Out on the right, we had Aronson. Centrally, in behind Bamford up front was Rodrigo, and out left, you'd have Harrison. I would say okay. that's the standard at present. I think what would change there for me is Rodrigo would be the one to drop out when Sinistera is back. Aronson moves centrally, Sinistera out on the right. Mm. And then if I had a left back, if I had to choose out of the squad if I play at left back at the moment, it'd have to be Stuart Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially, even if he is still not fully recovered for his knee injury and he's on crutches over Furpo. 
Um, but at the moment, we'll have to make do with Pascal Strike at left back. Yeah, I mean, you could play Dallas anywhere, even in net. Like that, that oh, guy's that, a legend. That guy, <laughs> that guy is just like the one you want in your fantasy, your your Sunday yeah. league football team. Yes. You're like, you know what? We're short of this player. You can play. There, there you go. Off you go. There he's you go. that. He's. I can't believe how well he's managed to step up in every division yeah. since we've got him. It's probably arguably the best signing that we've had in that team. In terms of longevity, in about te- about easily a decade, he's been so good for us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was really, really concerned with how you guys were going to perform when Rafinha left. Right, I was like, do I yeah. draft Leeds players at all? Like, do I draft Bamford? Do I draft Harrison? Um, I mean, even you saw a drop off in Raf's performance uh, points per start um, in the first yeah. half to the second half. Right, uh, he dropped from like fourteen point six to eleven point one, and then Harrison though increased from six point six to like thirteen point seven. He was playing like a man possessed at one point. Didn't he get like his first hat trick last season against West Ham as well? Ah, uh, that sound yeah, he did. Yeah, 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 I remember yeah, that because yeah. I remember walking. I was walking on the shop, getting shoes for my daughter, and two lads, group of lads, walked past. Going, do you know the Leeds game? Do you know what the score is? I just piped up out of nowhere. Yeah, it's this much, and Harrison's got a hat trick, and yeah. they were just like, oh, oh, "Okay, mate." <laughs> uh, I was like, "We asking?" I'm course I'm listening to the football. Um, so yeah, it's uh, an interesting one that because for me, again, I think Rafinha struggled with the fact we'd gone so wide, yeah, sit, hugging the touchline, and yeah. suddenly then face up the defender, full back to centre-back and run directly at them. As soon yeah. as we went narrow, he was tucked in. He didn't have the same influence as yeah. he once did. Yeah. Still incredible for us. Still yeah. really influencing the game. But Harrison seemed a bit close to the action. Yeah. Seemed to be get benefiting for that quicker turnover because he's got pace to burn. Yeah. Um, and Harrison's a very steady, fancy asset. I would be. He's the sort of player I'd be more than happy to draft. Okay, all right. Um, now let's move on to the impact of that five sub rule. Um, I've been asking a lot of the uh correspondents, right? Uh, which side of the yeah. fence you sit on? Uh, yay five subs or nay five subs? Nay. Yeah, I am. I just I I can't see the real value. I can see the introduction maybe because we've got that um horrific event that's happening where it is and when it is this season called the World Cup, mm. but. For me, if you're going to introduce the five sub rule, do something that's going to be beneficial to bringing through young potential, bringing yeah. through academy products, yeah. and giving them first team football on a Premier League stage. Yeah. I mean, I know we're make, they're making changes. I don't think it's this season; it's next season or beyond. To the number of players you can have out on loan, so Chelsea are stuffed because I don't know how many <laughs> have, like, three squads out on loan. But they're really simplifying that, so yeah. it's all, again yeah. helping improve the pathway for young players through to Premier League football and yeah. improving that. It only benefits those who've got superstar sub-benches. Of course it is. Uh, I I, I don't see any other way of looking at it. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, How many of your players are off to the World Cup, by the way? Are you worried about drafting any Leeds assets because of that? Um, Not because of that, no. I I don't think we have that many. I don't think Bamford's (laughs) suddenly going to get back into the England squad. Um, Yeah, true. I I, I doubt it, if I'm honest. Um, Past that... Yeah, you're going to have Aronson, you're going to have Tyler Adams going off with this United States, Christensen mm. probably going to go off. Um, I think that is our lot as far as I can recall okay. from Lisa. No, I don't think it's going to have that much of an impact, if anything. Maybe a bit of a break, it's not the bad thing given our interest, injury history. Yeah, 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 true. Okay, maybe it'll be like a blessing in disguise, right, for you guys then? People getting maybe rest so. and stuff like maybe that. Maybe so. so, yeah. Be interesting to see how it impacts a number of teams, I think, this year. Yeah, that's very true. Alright, let's move on to now fan favorite segment uh, the reason why people actually listen to this podcast uh, we're going to hmm. talk about fan tracks um, so yeah. who's your first pick from Leeds because I really am not sure who I would go with 
For me, uh, Jack Harrison. Okay. If I'm honest, without a doubt, if we had a fully fit Bamford, in knowing precisely what system we're playing, yeah, and he could start reproducing a eighty percent of the form we showed in that fir- he showed in that first season. I mm-hmm. can't remember how many goals he scored. Was he nineteen in his in the season that we got promoted? He was just scoring for fun. He was picking up the points. He was constantly engaged. He was having shots, if, if nothing else, and bringing through those. He's quite an intelligent player, so he's playing the key passes. But no, Jack Harrison, just for the amount of industry he'd get through, he would be up there for me. Um, I certainly wouldn't draft him particularly early. I'm seeing average draft position of about, it depends how big the league is, about 6th to 7th round. I think that's, for me, maybe around too soon. I think there's more better assets before then yeah. but if I'm looking for a, a solid mid who's going to start pretty much every week he's going to have a good ceiling and an, a good average floor for about 8 to 10 points Harrison is my guy yeah um, li- like you said Bamford uh, with that uh, last season performance of 17 goals 7 assists yeah. only 2 goals 2 assists but listen he was injured so give the guy a break uh, but in terms of Harrison right I know we talked about the increase in the points per start but he also did have really frustrating moments right when he comes up against yeah. the big teams I want to say he scores 5 points maximum maybe on occasions yeah. Um, so I do understand why you'd kind of want to draft other assets uh, maybe a bit higher than him because ideally you want your player to get at least 10 points every game, regardless of what the fuck they do. Absolutely. I'm looking at my fantasy team every week and yeah. going, okay, I want to break 100 points. And then after that, is that's where my additional value players, your sons, your canes, whatever, are really boosting the average up. And I want other players to assist with that as well. Harrison against the big boys, he's not a set-and-forget player. He's a player that you choose which matchups you want to play. He'll pay, play 7 out of 10 games for you, and you'd use more shrewd pickups and or streaming players or have depth in your squad to not have to start him. But at least you know you've got a player there that if you're stuck or in a pinch, you've got a guy who's going to start. And he's got that high ceiling. Yeah. He's just his average against, as you say, the better teams in the league. Not quite there. Yeah, agreed. All right, uh, who's the next three picks? Let's start with the first one. So, got Harrison. I then personally go for Bamford. Yeah. Uh, after that one, I think, because he's going to be, if he's fit, he's a starting striker, regular in week in, week out, and um, he's going to pick up the points from there because he's got a bit of everything. And then after that, I, oh, I was arguing with myself back and forth as to whether I wanted Aronson or whether I wanted Sinistera. I was put off with the hamstring injury initially at the start of the season. I would go for, personally, Sinistera for me. I think if you're going to be looking at Aronson, you're going to be relying on ghost points, and we're not sure what that average is just yet. Sinistera is the person who's going to be getting you assists, he's going to be getting you goals, he's going to get the dribbles, successful take-ons, hopefully successful crosses. He's the guy, I reckon, who's going to give you more long-term potential. Okay. So that is Bamford, then Aronson, then Sinistera. Yeah, I'm okay. going that order. And then uh, I think I would refer to Erasmus Christensen after that. I'm very curious to see how he plays. I think if we're solid, we're playing well, he's getting forward, he's going to be a very interesting asset to have. And potentially um, Defender 3, maybe even Defender 2 value if you're seeing that ghost point out coming through and through. I don't think you can ever bank on a least defender for a clean sheet. Uh, I don't <laughs> think that's wise. But the ghost points in there, picking up those points on a regular basis, I yeah. think he's going to be very exciting for that. But um, yeah, 
Okay, well, he's free in my league. Hopefully, like, the people in my league don't listen to this episode. I might have to, de- <laughs> I might have to delay the release of this one. Um, but um, in terms of, like, the average draft position for the three that you mentioned, um, yeah. Bamford, 92, Aronson, 117, Sinistera, 124. I feel like they've gone earlier than that in drafts or mock drafts that I've seen as well. Um, do you agree with that average draft position, though? Uh, I do. I think... I don't think there's any Leeds player, maybe by Harrison we've already touched on, who's going to be in your ideal picks for any of the positions that you're going for. They're going to be players that are going to add depth, give you rotation options, ones that you can bring in when other players are out injured, being rested or have a tough, tough matchup. And if Leeds have got a favourable fixture, you're going to, going to plug them in. Uh, but they're certainly not the plug and play sort of players for me. Sinistera might turn into that sort of value player. Aronson yeah. might do. You never know. Yeah. Bar- Bamford might be the same, really, if we're playing well. But they, are, well, I think the proof in the pudding is the fact that I haven't drafted a single Leeds player for my team. Ooh. We've we have already drafted. I didn't pick one up. I, well, I already had such good players. It was the, the players were going around round eight. Harrison already gone. I picked up Diego Jota. That, that was just a no-brainer to what me. What the fuck? So, well. <laughs> Well, I have to say, as I was sort of talking about prior to the show, we've got oh a very interesting God. league, our home league. It's fascinating what Can gets I join your league. home league? I, I, um, it sounds like a friendly league. You know league. what? We often have a few. It is, it's a very f- somewhat friendly league, um, but it has a lot of history and pedigree to it. But yeah, there's all sorts of scandals that have gone on in our league in the past. But no, I was quite happy that I ended up with Diego Jota as opposed to a Jack Harrison. So no. Um, yeah, I think looking at ours, I'm literally just going to have a look at ours now. All the players I spoke of have actually all been picked up, but there are a number of Leeds fan, fans mm. in that league as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay. yeah. All right. Well, yeah, like these guys, like I think Bamford is going like seventh or eighth on average, and then um, Aronson and Sinister are around ninth, and so. I mean, you're, you're, you're probably really lucky if you're getting them as, like, a bench option, then, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Yeah, okay. So then, your hidden gem. What do you have up your sleeve? Sort of covered some of those that I really, really do like. Um... Sounding like the Christensen. The one that's caught my eye. Christensen is the guy who's up there for me. Yeah. The one that's caught my eye recently is Somerville. He's not really, really? play for us. Is he young okay. player? The reason why I say is, as I recall on Lee's Twitter recently, he was given a really first team squad number if that has any relevance. But I'm sure he got like number ten, and it was like they're putting a lot of favour in young players. Marsh seems to go through one youth player's flavour of the month last season. It was Sam Greenwood towards the end of the season mm. was putting a lot of faith in him. And he keeps coming through this player, Gelhart, and this player. Yeah. And these keep filtering through. There's a lot of exciting youngsters at Leeds. Whether they are draftable, Gelhart is the one who is for me that is draftable, that has the potential, especially if Bamford's not fit and firing Rodrigo's not really doing the business then he has been quite prone to playing Gelhart and pre-season he's looked very 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 exciting so yeah I'd, I'd plug between Christensen is the safe one if I'm honest yeah Gelhart if he's getting the game time and Somerville I think it's kind of watch this space because I feel like there's more to that narrative than we're currently aware of all right, love it. That mm. is, that is excellent. I'm learning lots, guys. I'm taking notes. I hope you are as excellent. well. Excellent. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the final segment: trading assets. All right, Adam, what do you do? Do you look at form? Do you look at fixtures? Do you do two for one trades? Uh, what's your secret sauce? Well, this is the point where I have a bit of a brag. So, uh, the last <laughs> two seasons, I'm, I have won the league, and both seasons I've managed to trade and get a first round pick in that trade. And what? that, to me, what? is what you want. 
You want first round pick. Early second round maybe, but I want first round I want a first round pick player. It might be someone who you sort of get the feel for they're going off them a bit. Maybe they're getting bored of them. They've drafted them a few times. We've got some players who've played nine seasons like I have now, and they're just not feeling that play because I've already done it. It's a bit safe. It's a bit. And the last season it was, as it turns out, not the worst trade, but because I trust myself with my ability to stream or pick up a value on the waiver wire, I traded in Mane in mid-season. Uh, well, Bernardo Silva was in good form, and mm. I wasn't sure that would continue for mm-hmm. Ivan Tony as well. So, okay. Silver and Tony seems I mean, like a fairly players. balanced trade. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They were picking up good value. The person I was trading with was somewhat struggling, wasn't getting a lot of consistency in terms of points. They were getting two players, guaranteeing good floor value and then very good upside. And I was getting myself a firm round pick. And as it turns out, Diaz comes in, suddenly Mane's playing through the middle. Mane helps me win the league. Because wow. the, the final game of the season, he's the one who's puts me yeah. over the finishing line because we do playoffs and uh, stuff like that. Previous yeah. season, it was Harry Kane. I managed to get in okay. for, this is the best one, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, whilst he's in form, but starting to drop off. Yes. And Christian Pulisic, who, quite frankly, wasn't getting much game time, but everyone mm. was living on the hype that he'd had from the previous like season. Like a purple patch from the end of the previous season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And what I've seen in the past is if you've got someone who's an unexpected, playing well, good form, consistent around the season, you try and trade that guy out for someone you know, might not be quite firing, but has that ceiling, has that floor, has that consistency. Try and get that guy in. Mm. Um, I've managed to do it many a season. Once upon a time, it was trading Jermaine Defoe for Christian Eriksen. Oh no, Gilfie Sigerson when he was at Swansea and he just yeah. had a booming season. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the best one was a friend of mine. He drafted Stuart Downing when he was yeah. at West Ham. And this was back in the days on Tog. I know, we're really going back in history now, kids. But Stuart Downing was absolutely crushing it week yeah. in, week out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mate could tell the writing was on the wall, traded him out to someone else. If we're yeah. very, I can't remember who the player was, and Downing went off a cliff. And that happens. Okay. And you will have... There's a few. I know there's a few teams who have got favourable fixtures at the start of the season if they get game time they're picking up the average points there's a bit of hype around it you be the judge of going you know what I don't trust this is going to last yeah. I want to sell well I want to sell when I'm on a high I want to get someone who's going to give me consistency in that value and that's what happened with Silver last season I picked him up off the waiver after after we'd finished drafting he hadn't been picked up everyone thought he was out the door and he started one game week I went well, I'll give him a go turned him into um, Sadio Mane not the worst deal in the world so it sounds like sell high, strike yep. while the iron is hot, and try to 100%. get proven players. That's the, the lessons that I've learned from what you've just given me. Proven players to the cows come home all day, every day, because those are the ones, even if they're not going to be the ones that are getting you the most amount of points in your team that week, they're the ones that are turning the losses into wins because they're bringing up the average on a weekly basis. Those are the ones you want. Okay, okay. All right. Brilliant. Um, Okay, well, listeners, I mean, that's all we had planned to talk about. That is the pod. Um, Adam, it's been a pleasure talking to you, speaking with you, I should say. That's the more polite way of saying that, I guess. (laughs) Um, Do you have any final thoughts, final pieces of advice you want to drop new managers, experienced managers, (laughs) the community Um, in general? 
I think a lot of people are saying uh, fantasy football used to ruin my weekend if it didn't go to plan. I don't <laughs> let it do that anymore. It, it, you don't have to take it too seriously. Of yeah. course you want to take it seriously. I'm very competitive and I yeah. do like to take these things seriously. But at the end of the day, there's more bigger issues in the world, way more important. So enjoy it. It brings joy to the once upon a time Burnley versus Brighton games on a Sunday evening where we have no idea why they're on, but you're waiting for that key pass to come off because it might just win you that game week. It brings that bit extra joy to the football. And yeah, just enjoy it, guys. Yeah, I remember during the end of the pandemic and stuff, I had friends that were messaging me, like friends that only support top six clubs and yep. stuff. And they're like, yo, I am craving for a Norwich versus Brighton fixture right now. I'm like, yeah, that, that is football yeah. right there. Like <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it should enhance the footballing experience. It shouldn't be ruining your weekend. I mean, I'm coming from a, a place of experience there. But yes, I've moved on. I've grown up. Yeah, you, you know what, and last point on that is that I used to even be that person that would, you know how you refresh fan tracks, you keep pulling down the score, pulling down the score, like, I'm pretty sure that's an aerial, I'm pretty sure that's a tackle, like, just yeah. put why the is, phone why away. Is my key pass? Yeah, Where's just, my key pass? <laughs> exactly, right? Put the phone away, and try and enjoy the football, because I was yeah. talking to a previous um, a correspondent about this as well, it's like, when they watch football now, playing fan tracks has completely changed the way they look at football now. Every yeah. single thing is now points, points. 0.5 that yep. sort of stuff just try and go out spend some time with your family maybe save the football you, I, listen I do <laughs> encourage grass. you to watch football but <laughs> you know watch match of the day once in a while enjoy yeah. life a little bit right fantasy isn't everything like Adam said so but other than that good luck in your leagues good luck with the season Adam good luck with everything you know coming Cheers, your way man, thank you. before we yep. sign off I gotta know who are your top three picks in your draft in your home league because getting Jota at 8 I feel like you have <laughs> Kane, San and Salo. <laughs> My first picks or the first three picks in the draft the first, all, all together? The first three picks that you got. I'm curious. I got myself from third out of a 10-man league. I got myself Son, I got Madison, and I got Mahrez. All right, guys, i got to sign off. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Seal of approval on my draft. I love it. Yeah, yeah, honestly, that, that is crazy. I went, um, so I was 12th pick in my 12-man league. We posted the results. I got Jesus and Madison. I felt lucky as well. Nice. Fuck. Yeah, 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 that's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why people are so low on Madison. I mean, having this conversation when we were driving over to Manchester to draft with all the friends, and I think he's, given his last end-of-season form, he's... He's Dis- up there. Disgusting, disgustingly yeah. hot. Honestly, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we know how bad he can perform as well. So maybe it's one of those assets where you can trade high, like we just talked about. Who knows? Maybe get a a son or a Trent, like proven asset. Would you do that? Would I trade Madison for Son or Trent? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, I would. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's a few players that are up there for me that are a bit more concerning who are second-round picks as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, I don't see the fancy last season for Saka yet all day, every day. They rode yeah. him like a horse all the way through the season. Yeah. I don't see them doing that this year. They've got way more assets going forward. Agreed. So I'm not, I've seen Saka going first round, and I just think that's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of assets that have been coming through that I'm just like, that is way too early. But you know, what? time will tell. Football is unpredictable. Absolutely. You never know what's gonna happen. Anyways, we could talk about football for hours. I think, Adam. I know. But <laughs> let's let's save the fans some some breathing room, time to process. Um, listeners, thank you so much again for tuning in. Really, really appreciate it. I think the next episode is with Aston Villa. That's going to be 19 out of 20. We're almost there, guys. Almost there. Love it. Okay. Um, Yeah, until then, signing off. Um, Peace. Cheers, guys.